0: Hello and welcome to episode one of the Headstuff podcast, which is recorded here in the Westland Studios building in Dublin. What we're attempting to do here is talk to loads of interesting people uh, week to week and try to learn something from them and loads about them so that we ourselves might become more interesting in our day to day lives. The first episode is with Jarlett Regan, who is the host of the incredible podcast An Irishman Abroad, which I urge you all to check out if you haven't already. It's really great and he's got just phenomenal guests on it. Charlotte is a comedian, and he's from where I'm from, uh, Newbridge in County Kildare. Uh, so he's a great guy and very generous to come on as the first guest on this show. I really appreciate it. I suppose let's just go and listen to that. This is the Head Stuff Podcast, Episode One, with Charlotte Regan. So, Charlotte Regan, welcome to the very first Head Stuff Podcast. It is
1: great to be the first guest. You, you're the only one. It's a it's you're a privilege and an honour, Alan. Thanks.
0: Uh, well, when when we decided to do a podcast, you were really the uh, you are really the only person I thought of for number one, because you have the biggest podcast in Ireland. I understand. I don't, I don't you have a, you have a great podcast, and I want to ask you, uh, how do we do it?
1: How do we do it?
0: Yeah. So um, I think
1: that the first the f- first thing, uh, it, like, there's no uh, there is no how to. Yeah. Right. There's a couple of very simple things that just apply to life, I think, in general. Right. And a simple thing that I can only say what's worked for me and the Irishman Abroad podcast is find your thing. Right. Find, be that thing. Hopefully we'll find it's it. It's like with Twitter. Yeah. You, you're you the guy who does jokes about eggs and ham, <laughs> you know? I <laughs> well, wouldn't mind have that in my timeline. You know, you've got to find a podcast yeah. area and uh, an identity that's clear and defined enough for people to go i i get it i get it in one and i will i would like to hear that
0: yeah yeah
1: and i think that's that's kind of the 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 building block for any kind of reasonably listenable to podcast like what's your favorite podcast
0: uh, can I say yours? <laughs> <Get> it, uh, <laughs> you can stop blowing smoke. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I'm honest, it is one of my favourites. Uh, it's one one of the ones I listen to most regularly. A Serial recently was obviously, mm-hmm. you know, great podcast. I love WTF with Mark Maron, mm-hmm. Nerdist, um, The Infinite Monkey Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you What do you listen to?
1: Well, like I, I listen to. Uh, like a broad selection. So like yeah. my my I listen to like 22 24 hours of podcasts a week. Usually. Right. Uh I travel a lot. So like a full day podcast. On honestly always on the road and it just is perfect for my life, you know. Yeah. It was how I yeah. wound up doing mine. It's just this constant listening to it. I love long form interviews. Yeah. And now it's got to the point where I, I listen to loads of them as research for my own yeah uh, so yeah. there's just tons of content out there um, so the amount of things that I listen to is kind of like a Twitter feed in some ways right. that I will listen to you know uh, uh, a sports not necessarily a, a second captain which captains. is kind of the first place people will go in Ireland yeah but I listen to obscure American podcast right. guys that like just two guys. Yeah. yeah. With very strong opinions on the NBA. <laughs> okay. And it's just really hilarious to find. And there they are. Yeah. But they're very clear on what their show is. Yeah. And what they do each week. And If you buy in, you know, they've got their listeners. I heard them reveal the numbers that they have in there. They've got sponsors and they're very happy. Yeah. So. I think it's kind of like a a, a recipe for happiness in life <laughs> yeah, yeah find what you love, yeah find something that you're gonna be passionate about doing, yeah the podcast about, and go after it and make that really clear to people that that's what it is I mean, it just depends as well what aspect how big do you want it to be like do you want it to be a niche thing is like do you want to be at a niche thing? That everybody who's into that niche thing listens. To. That'd be nice,
0: right? <laughs> um, yeah.
1: It depends what the niche is then. Like.
0: So, so what's the what's the podcast that you're excited about every week? Every week, the, the one that you most want to see bing into your phone.
1: Oh, uh, there's there there's, are there's loads of them. Are there are loads, but there's a couple that I. Absolutely, just like yeah, I just love seeing that a new episode, probably partly, partially because it's quite rare to see them. Okay, and they don't stick to a schedule, right? Okay, uh, they, the Champs with Neil Brennan and Moshe Kasher Okay, is a podcast with two uh comics. Neil Brennan is a comedian and the writer, uh, co writer of The Chappelle Show. All oh, right. and Moshe Casher is a stand up comic, brilliant yeah. stand up comic who is here few years back and i met and uh, know a little bit and uh they interview black people that's their thing well, they so inter- okay, interview that's their niche. black entertainers sports people okay <laughs> and it's a fun, like it's already funny right <laughs> yeah two white guys <laughs> who will not talk to white people <laughs> <laughs> it's really so the people they have on are, are like you know Blake Griffin from the l a Clippers, which will mean nothing to your Irish listeners, yeah, <laughs> but you and I will know Blake Griffin for an hour on a podcast talking about, you know he 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 really lifted the lid on a lot of stuff that happens in the NBA. Then the next week it's Chris Rock or right. uh, Quest Love from the right. roots, like it's yeah, just yeah. their their guests are incredible. and also the the two of them just. The banter between the two and the relationship between yeah. the two of them is, is really quite funny.
0: Yeah, that's nice. The podcast with, with two hosts. Um,
1: mm. Would you think about doing that?
0: You yeah, well, it's, yeah, we've thought about it. Yeah, um, bring as back as, Al. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about doing it?
1: Um, there was some chat at some point uh, about doing. Uh, look, I just. It was the idea was that we would talk about what the podcast and what's happened and what your favorite moments were right it's just so up its own arse so i
0: wouldn't <laughs> be able to do that i really wouldn't <laughs> i i suppose i kind of have the idea that uh, in my head i don't know how long you were thinking about doing a podcast for Um it seems a bit like you moved to london and you wanted to talk to irish people mm. so you started a podcast where you talked to irish people
1: yeah i really wasn't that s- as simple as that in that i loved podcasts like, yeah when I was Even here, before you went. When
0: did you first get into podcasts?
1: Probably 2009. Right. Okay. Well, I, everybody listened to Ricky Gervais' podcast. Yeah. When it yeah. started, that was the first podcast anybody yeah. had heard. Yeah. And then there was like a kind of a fallow period where everyone was like, well, what do we do with podcasts? Yeah. And I'm sure there was loads of people churning out really good stuff, but it was only when I started working in RTE and I had loads of time sitting in dressing rooms waiting for people to move. Yeah. children and scenery <laughs> uh, i just was able to absorb <coughs> myself in this yeah, okay. other world and i guess mark maron's show was was a key yeah thing in that. Yeah, yeah. um but no i didn't really just go to london and think i, I really want to talk to I- irish people yeah but i was very confused going over there and i was probably a bit angry right like because I didn't like get lots of people who Just were just pissed off. Yeah, like you know what I'm talking about. Like you know exactly. Like everyone listening to this knows. Like we know best. No, you fucking don't. You fucking ruined the country. (laughs) You told us not to do this. You told us to do that. And now it turns out you were the biggest fucking idiots on the planet. Yeah, and you sank the fucking ship. Yeah, And, and and didn't matter what we said. Oh no, you don't understand the situation that we're in, and you're just like, No, fuck that. Yeah, so like I meet that a lot, and I meet that in mm-hmm. people that listen to the show, yeah, who are just like bollocks to that. And yeah. I did go away with that attitude to an extent, and I did find the podcast quite cathartic in that way that I've made peace with it, and I'm not, I don't feel like that anymore. I, I have better and more reasonable understanding
0: yeah and how does the UK feel in the same way does it feel like that does it feel does like it what? feel like they know best and they, and you know they might be fucking up the country but not really telling no, the,
1: there isn't the, this the, I, I guess I don't feel the same sense of uh, they're my mom and dad right you know yeah. there is a little more when you're an immigrant there's a much more sense of sneaking around the place <laughs> and, uh, in somebody's you're house to be that you're not meant to be in but yeah. like you, you found all the food you found, it, you <laughs> you found the cookie jar yeah, yeah. and <laughs> a really comfortable bed right uh, so you know i guess i don't know i couldn't tell you uh, i couldn't speak to that but uh, all i know is that it's their their isolationism from europe seems to be their biggest strength at the at the moment and it certainly has a kind of there's a weird pride in the country that's probably reflected in disgusting ways like that we see all the time with this kind of rise of nationalism yeah which is kind of bizarre and really not thought out and i don't know how i feel about that as an irish person over there yeah because they kind of don't include you as an immigrant <laughs> even though yeah yeah, you, you really are. Like you, you really are. And yeah. one in four English people have Irish blood in them. That's the statistic. Right. Maybe that's why they don't see us as yeah. immigrants. But I'm sure there's plenty of skinheads that do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even Nigel Farage said it, didn't he? He said. Did he? Yeah, it's something about the Irish people aren't immigrants. Not the same way the way he's yeah. talking about it. You know.
1: Yeah, because he knows they control a huge vote as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So let's go back to the the, the first podcast you did. Was mm. I understand with Graham Linen? Yeah. Or linen. Yeah, I never know which way to say it. I wouldn't uh, say he'll, he'll, he'll ring probably, in. <laughs> Hopefully, he does. <laughs> Something I am unsubscribing
1: a for from this after episode one. Fucked <laughs> <laughs> up my name,
0: Graham. Then yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 you did it. You did it over Skype. And um, I remember hearing it. I remember the first time when it came out, and it's like, "Oh, jared has got a podcast. It's great." And I was supposed to do something else, and I sat and listened to the hour. <laughs> and uh, it's a it's a great I conversation. Think you mailed me afterwards. I probably did. Yeah, yeah. I probably did. It's 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 just really it's really nice to see people doing something that's really good. And even though the quality wasn't as good on the very first episode, you, sound you, quality. Yeah. Or just no, not the sound. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you improved well, a lot. It but was
1: it, like, I don't know what the question is.
0: The question is. How much thought went into the first one? Um, and w- did it just kind of happen very quickly? Um, would you keep doing them over Skype now? Now, th- have you learned a thing or two? Yeah. Or?
1: I, I, how thought out was it? Yeah. Um, I had the idea to do this show for ages. Okay. Absolutely, like, probably carrying it around different radio stations Okay. Saying, I want to do this kind of a show, these kind of interviews, presenting them with the rise of long form interview as a thing. Mm-hmm. I remember being in news talk right. or mailing people that were influ- the the guy making the decision yeah. in there and really not getting any traction. Right. And Jared Gilroy was really positive and very, very uh, strong on going ahead and doing it on your own.
0: Right. And are you happy you did? Oh, 100%. Yeah.
1: Uh, But 100%. I mean, they offered me 50 euro an episode. Right. And it's just like, you know, I can't live on that. No. And it did kind of, it was all those little straws that helped to break the camel's back uh, and make you go, I can't do it here, but this will be fine somewhere else. So with Graham, I knew uh, Shane Langan from The Diet of Worms. Uh, I knew he knew Graham. I think I'd been in touch. Oh, I asked Shane to ask him, could Mm -hmm. I get in touch about this? So we had a yes from Graham for ages. Right. And I was to go up to his house and then it wasn't. So it was a long time coming. Yeah. To the point where I knew exactly what I was going to ask him. I knew absolutely what I wanted to know. and, uh, And I thought it was like... There was a weird feeling after I had recorded it. There was just this weird sensation that I had. I'd never felt in my life. It was like really peaceful.
0: Right? It was really weird. Were you excited?
1: I wouldn't say excitement is the word. (laughs) I was just like, I knew that it was like a good chat. Yes. Like a properly. I captured a good yeah. conversation. I, like, did you have any idea how big it would get? I I'd no, no idea that that would go like straight to number one. Yeah, like it went straight to number one. Right, and kind of stayed there. Yeah, and uh, I, I had never, I'd ne- never, uh, never, like it's still only. I know it's it's not like a, a global achievement, but it was the first hit that I'd ever had. I been mean, plugging away a comedy for quite a while. Right, and then you have a hit. Yeah, and you suddenly realize that's what a that's what it, that what it that's what it feels like for kevin bridges people are interested the other yeah. times want to do a piece on you know yeah it it was it was bizarre and and put a like a lovely feeling like that was the main thing yeah so like i was like I i loved that right but I had no plan to do an episode number two. Oh, you hadn't? No. Oh. I, had, I I said, let's put this out. Let's make this. Right. Me and Brian Connolly, just make episode one. We'll see how that goes. And episode two was kind of demanded. You yeah. Know, at
0: it was that point. Within a week? Within yeah. a week? Uh, I think it was
1: like 10 days. 10 days. 12 days. Right. And I was in, at, in Edinburgh at the time, so. Okay. Ed Byrne was number two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, did you make the decision around then to go?
1: People are probably listening to this. What the fuck is this guy talking about? I don't even <laughs> listen to this. What it? But then, but well, you I, should. Maybe, I heard maybe, they are, maybe they are. Maybe they they aren't. Yeah. Maybe they But it is. I think it's kind of interesting that that concept of a a thing like suddenly becoming popular. Not many people have experience of. Yeah. Of that, yeah. and I certainly didn't. Right. And it was a bizarre and weird situation to find yourself in. Yeah. And quite fortunate because you think about, you start to think about. Imagine you'd made something that you weren't proud of. Yeah. And everyone was like, it's number one. We want more of this. Yeah. And you're going, I fucking hate doing this. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, I was like, I remember doing the Ed one.
0: Yeah.
1: And I had that same kind of weird serenity afterwards. It was like, well, it made your heart lift. You were like, I'm doing the right thing here. Not getting a penny for it. Yeah. But it just felt right. And I just enjoyed it. Yeah. So. Like it's like that old thing. It's like uh, if you find the thing that you love, you, you will it. never work another day in your life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like it is a cliche, but it is really true.
0: Um, so uh, do you prefer doing it to comedy? Is it, Are they different?
1: Wouldn't be able to yeah, separate different. the two. Right. Because
0: I am a comic. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think the two are, are really linked. Like, yes. Yeah, I think that you're going to have a really successful thing here. Uh, because <laughs> you're, as, as comics, there's, there's skills and things that you pick up yeah. that you subconsciously are learning to do. Even the fact that you're not interrupting me right now and just letting it play out is something that not everybody does, right? And it's years, I think, of just uh, partially stand-up, partially just going for pints, like we do have a weird apprenticeship in chat in this country, <laughs> yeah. because we go for so many
0: pints.
1: <laughs> like we've got so many miles on our chat clock. Yeah, that it's the gab. We we are able. to, Like if I put Alan Bennett in a bar in Westmeath tonight, and it's just you, the barman, and one other dude who asks you, "Where are you from?" you guys could stay there till half eleven. And yeah. that is not a skill yeah. that everybody at every nation has. Yeah, so we're kind of true. blessed that way. Yeah, yeah. And also you're blessed to have the background you have.
0: Yeah, it's, it's actually, that's probably my favourite thing about Ireland. People just really? talk to each other. Yeah it's, yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Like you go other places and people are nice. Uh, you, you hear about other places and people say people aren't nice there. Mm-hmm. I've never really found that, that a country just isn't nice. Mm. But having a long chat is something that you don't get everywhere.
1: Well, definitely the conversation is deeper.
0: Yeah. Like, I do find
1: that English people will chat you.
0: Right. A lot of the time, though, it's, it's, it's like
1: stories about things <laughs> that they are taking a long time <laughs> to describe. <laughs> You're like, I got it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> 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 I think that this is rich conversation. It's not all of them. Yeah. I'm generalizing yeah. for the sake of this <laughs> kind of joke. Yeah. But But there's there's a, a weird soulfulness that Irish people love about themselves. Yeah. And I'm yeah. really proud of too. Yeah. Because you know, with the guy in my speed in that bar, I mean, he's probably going to tell you about the death of somebody in his family at yep. some point yep. and how that affected him. Yeah. And he'll probably gloss over and going, I am sure, you know, sure. Fucking you move on.
0: Don't you, you know? <laughs> but that, again, that's the something beautiful in that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, So, getting back to the comedy, the way you said about um, how you felt after you did the first podcast, I think that's a bit how I felt the first time I did comedy. Really? Um, Yeah, I just felt like, you know, you're so nervous before you do Mm. it, and then you come off stage, and it went well. I don't know how it went Mm. for anybody else, but for me, it went pretty well. Yeah, first one tends to go well for people. Yeah, and I felt pretty good. Mm. Um, How how did you, I suppose, what was your first gig like? Um, Do you remember your first joke?
1: I do. I remember... um, I remember all all that time very vividly, yeah, and Were you sit in college. I don't remember thinking like I had that kind of feeling of serenity or oh, this feels amazing. Mm. I remember it being like you know your first sexual encounter in some ways, so it was like it all happened so fast, like and that was it, and that's that and that's what everyone's been talking about, like that's what's that stand up you <laughs> did stand up uh, and kind of being kind of confused afterwards. And then, kind of, am I deluded? And then you, you, have this all create crazy thoughts of, do I need to write a new ten minutes now? Because <laughs> I mean, yeah. loads of people don't think that you do the same yeah, set. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. A, a set. Yeah, um, yeah. I like my my kind of first thing in stand up, like. I was standing up in front of people in secondary school when I got anytime I got a chance on the PBS on the debating team right okay and anytime there was an opportunity to give a speech right I'd volunteer and I would more often than not try and take the pace right Uh, but in such I try and do it in such a way that it wasn't undermining I remember I had to give a speech on depression uh, in in uh, sixth year and I did like try to make it as funny (laughs) as possible because I thought it was the least funny topic yeah and uh, I just always loved to doing that. Like I just yeah. loved it, and it just took ages to connect the dots. Like I remember mm. hearing Bill Burr talk about this. I don't know if you listen to his podcast, but he did a he did a chat uh, with uh, what's his name, Bill Simmons, and he said it just took ages, and it really took me ages to connect the dots between you love stand up. You like standing up in front of people. (laughs) People find you funny. (laughs) (laughs) To you should do stand up comedy for a living. It just takes ages. And it's he said it took this same kind of oh god, like head slapping moment. Right. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. And I am not saying that I'm like anyone's gift to comedy. Either Mm. like I'm. And this was destined yeah, to yeah. be a comedian <laughs> I'm just saying in terms of your own happiness like yeah. there's people listening to this, this should probably be comics be yeah. really happy as comics I know
0: some people who should be comics yeah. and they're not yeah.
1: yeah yeah. Well, most, most people do know somebody who's like yeah. he should really be doing this yeah. and he craves attention so badly yeah. he really <laughs> needs this Yeah, um, and they they can't connect they can't get through mm. that because there's there's also, you know, in the same ways, it's a curse to be Irish uh, or a blessing to be Irish. It's it's a curse on that front because we came from a town. Yeah. You and I. Yeah. Where the fella that put himself forward was a prick. Absolutely. Yeah. That yeah. guy's a prick. Yeah. Yeah. What fuck was... does he think he is? Like. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how people in Newbridge talk, my friend. That's it. Sorry, yeah. Newbridge people. <laughs> It's one um, of the things I was sorry going to ask about you the accent, but that is how you talk' <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the things I was going to ask you about actually, when starting the podcast, you probably actually you don't suffer from it the same way that I do, but Kildare voice is is maybe not yeah. so great for a podcast.
1: why do you say that like what's wrong with your voice? <laughs> you don't suffer from Kildare voice
0: lately. no, but I do suffer from people not necessarily understanding me sometimes Really? yeah, yeah. So. I wouldn't.
1: I've never had that problem with you. I, no, I'll, but because I you're from Kildare. don't dwell on that at all. I right. would say that those people need to open their fucking ears. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you yeah, don't like, you
0: don't make any extra effort to enunciate or anything. Or? No,
1: not at all. Yeah. Um, we don't speak the same. No. But uh, you. Your your voice is there's never there's never been an issue. There. Who is no. this
0: person? You are saying I have a sexy voice? Who is this person? <laughs> 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 Who told you this? And people tell me this all the time, <laughs> really.
1: What that you run your words together?
0: Yeah, that I mumble too much. Um, kind of I can't understand. I don't think in
1: this setting is going to be an
0: issue. Yeah, for you. yeah, probably not. I think
1: that it might be when you're like eager to get a piece of information out.
0: Right. Yeah. We all yeah. do that. Like, yeah.
1: My wife is the worst for it. Really? She Actually, she's like. To the point of getting me Get my ears checked <laughs> And I'm like it's, it's really not It's really not my ears <laughs> And she's going to be Listening to this <laughs> like, <"It's fucking> <laughs> And i like, no, It fucking is No The problem I find with her Is that she'll Lunge at the sentence And in the first three words I won't get Yeah And then I'll get the end of it And I'll be like What oh, was the start of that thing <laughs> <just> like, You've <laughs> got to get your ears checked And fuck off I'm not getting my ears checked <laughs> <laughs> and
0: yeah, yeah. Um, you will also, have no problem. Okay, good, good to know. Um, <laughs> I suppose the, the way I the way I got into comedy is kind of like that. In a way, connecting the dots was a, was a bit of a problem because I was writing jokes for a long time before mm-hmm. I knew I was writing jokes. Um, I was just I had this book and I was writing things in it, I was writing kind of short stories. They weren't really short stories. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and then it was Mikey you know, Mikey, a yeah. uh, friend of mine. He read them and he said, "You're writing jokes." And I was like, "Oh yeah." And he said, "You should do some comedy." And he was the one that said it He told me about. to do comedy Yeah And we made a bet That um, By the summer I had to do a stand up comedy gig And he had to make an animation What a supportive friend Yeah but he had to make an animation That he was oh, talking he about he did Right right Yeah So we, we had this bet That we both had to do it And I did I did. What a,
1: what a positive relationship that <laughs> is <laughs> Yeah
0: It is we've, we've done a lot of stuff together That's,
1: that's a unique friendship Right there Yeah We're Still close
0: Yeah we live together yeah. Really Yeah I didn't know that Yeah
1: um, So that's how it came about yeah. Michael Redman was on the show the, just yeah. the weekend. You heard him say that he didn't know, and then one came to him fully formed. And yeah. And was like, "That's a joke."
0: Yeah. I just remember the joke with him standing
1: outside. Was that the one? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. joke was quality theft yeah. joke. Yeah. yeah. But the one that came to him just—if uh, you haven't heard of it before—is uh, the joke. And he opened with it for years. He said, "Was um, I was uh, born a Catholic." Uh, which came as a big surprise to my parents, who were both Protestants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. oh, I'm terrible because I always I speed up when I get when I feel the punchline is coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more so in other people's jokes though. Do you feel that?
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, when I'm telling someone else's bit that I still find funny. Yeah, yeah I'm
0: yeah. terrible at telling other people's jokes. Mm. Yeah,
1: I'm probably bad at telling
0: my own as well. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah,
1: I, I suppose... I, no, you're very good at telling your own jokes. You should still be doing stand-up. I just felt bad there that I left that hang. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I was looking no, for. I'm going to disagree with you, buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Preach on. Yeah, <laughs> But I suppose it's because we love comedy. We both, I suppose most people who do comedy love comedy. So you get really excited about other people's jokes. If you're going to you repeat somebody's jokes... Like well, that's why I stopped. Because sometimes you do, but it was, it was, more, it was more the... Um, don't know the kind of the scene of doing it more so than Mm. the claustrophobic yeah yeah and maybe that's ireland i don't know Uh, it is but yeah did you feel better in the uk well uh,
1: i just find when it's not something that's meant to be done with everybody watching over each other's shoulders yeah it's just not yeah like if you think about it if i asked you to draw a picture there Hmm. uh, and everyone else who was attempting to draw pictures could see your rough work, yeah. it's going to affect what the final product is. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that nobody's looking over your shoulder mm. abroad, but there's just so many people doing it that nobody really has time to do. doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's only two shows a week. Yeah. It, it is claustrophobic and it's yeah. harder. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's impossible. I mean, that's been proven time and time again. But I just think for you to be creatively free, you're better off in a situation where you don't feel uh, monitored yeah and that's just a basic like that's just a, that doesn't matter if it's stand-up or not i, I definitely f- found myself hating comedy at times where like i did a corporate thingy last night and i was there like with my notebook and my phone ready to record it in case there was a complaint because you know that can happen right and i just have this safety measure of record the gig yeah, yeah, and that way you can go well i have documented evidence that the audience enjoyed it so if you yes, want to listen back to that right. then you can disagree with that you know not that i've ever had anybody go we want our money back yeah, yeah. you've heard of that happening mm-hmm. and i was there with everything ready to go in my suit in this hotel in the middle of oxfordshire for a, a company that were leasing cars and i was thinking to myself i can't wait for this to be over I cannot wait. Yeah. I want to be in my car on my way home listening yeah. to the Champs podcast. Yeah. Is that any way to live your life? Like, no. It's not, but it's not. There are like, the gigs
0: where you're working. And then,
1: oh, I don't know, man. It's like, yeah, they are real work. Yeah. But like, yeah, you are being paid for them. You know, I specifically doing that show to, you know, pay my tax bill <laughs> and... But you know what I mean? It's like when you find yourself doing more of those shows than shows where you're actively excited about going, it should feel like you've got a secret to tell. Right. And I know that the hard part about England is that there's so many people that are doing jungler shows. Yeah. Clocking in and clocking out. That's it. Yeah, Misery like they could be in a fucking office.
0: They've got their 20 minutes they do it
1: yeah and they hate
0: doing it yeah. if they're honest
1: with you they yeah. hate doing it and they're plastering on that smile mm. I saw a guy recently do it and it's just soul destroying yeah like it's however soul destroying yeah. it is to watch somebody go into an office and hate their job at least they're going on Facebook or booking their holiday yeah you know when somebody's <laughs> yeah. on stage going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 oh it's it is thing. heartbreaking yeah I know yeah you just never want to fall in that trap
0: and I suppose the other thing about it is I I don't know if this is a thing that you ever had, but you see, Ireland is a little bit incestuous in the small company pool, and you see certain people doing very well, and you know they're doing well for reasons that aren't necessarily their their skill or their 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 insight or you know anything like that.
1: I don't I don't know if I if I like you know well those are the kind of conversations that. Don't really help, yeah, I you know I just I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah, and I know that those are feelings that we've all had, yeah, but at the end of the day, we don't know, you think that's they're getting on because of other things other than their talent, they know somebody, or it's like it's not it I've kind of made a decision that i I don't think about that. Like yeah. It gets me nowhere.
0: It's not necessarily it's like a cancer. Yeah, yeah, It yeah.
1: just ill faster. <clears throat> you think give that any oxygen? Yeah, that is just gonna get worse. Yes, yeah. How is it gonna help what's on the page?
0: What? I, yeah, no, I agree completely. It's not necessarily what I meant in that you see somebody who gets has an in or something. Okay. What I meant kind of was from the other side of things where you see somebody who's brilliant and just can't and just can't get the gigs or can't. Yeah. Doesn't get a break that's what's heartbreaking for me because like you see over here. Yeah. Yeah. It probably happens in the UK as well. It probably happens in a lot of places, but
1: like that, like that is the reason why entertainment is
0: so tough. Yeah, that's true. And I suppose it happens in lots of industries, you
1: know, it's extra tough in in comedy because you put yourself up there. Mm, Yeah you're not just going I have an idea for deck chairs for <laughs> mobile phones <laughs> you put your mobile phone in the deck chair next to your yeah, laptop yeah. it's like that's not you you yeah. know you're going up yeah. it's like part of Alan Bennett's on stage and when that's not appreciated and you can see somebody who's really good yeah and somebody else that, that yeah that's why the industry is so hard yeah, and yeah. Wait, there are times when you say, What the fuck are we doing here? Well, like, sometimes I find myself looking at the room going, Why is this? Why is it? Well, the worst is when you're on stage going, Why is everyone laughing? <laughs> Does that happen a lot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think a lot, but yeah. I've definitely had moments where I'm like, You're about to go on and tell your jokes, and you're like, is that What what are you finding funny about this? You know, you're just yeah. in a bad place yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I do take a lot of inspiration from guys like Bill Burr who, you know, he's. I heard him recently say, I want to be the comedian that I'd like to go and see. Yeah, that's and a nice quote. It's a really lovely yeah. o- way of looking at it because it's what we want to <coughs> be in all of our lives. Yeah. is I want to be the person that I'd like to hang out with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I want to go to the website that I, I want to build a website that I would like to go to. Yeah. That's exactly what you're doing. That's what I try to do with that yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. It makes it very simple, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. Basically, the sections on the site are things I'm interested in. Yeah. So and there's. there's yeah. it's quite easy just to be kind of
1: natural and let it flow.
0: Yeah. Turns out other people are interested too. They yeah. started submitting stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, where where was your first gig?
1: Like I said, I can't really pinpoint when...
0: You, you don't remember a first, when, like, like, like Dublin gig? I don't like remember...
1: Like, I do, I did a, I'd say the first time like I actively went under a banner of this is yeah, stand-up yeah. was at the World Debating Championships in <sighs> Toronto, Canada. Right. Uh, I was at the World Debating Championships for some fucking unknown reason. Uh, and me and uh, a couple other guys got selected to go. And over we went and competed against, like, <laughs> it's weird when you think about it. Like debating against like Harvard, <laughs> MIT. Whoa. Like these guys, like, yeah. were surprisingly thick. Like, honestly, really? like, I remember one of the debates was we were not able to predict 9 11 because Osama bin Laden is a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> that is word for word the <laughs> argument that's coming. Kind of- if, if a maniac was to walk in the room right now and see my green jumper, I swear to God he said that, I would not be able to foresee that that would drive him crazy if that was the, th- he is a maniac. Right. You're misunderstanding the <laughs> concept of me. And the defense
0: by calling everybody else a maniac. Yeah.
1: So, like, I was over there doing that, and again, when all else failed, I was taking the piss, and it wasn't really going well. With my, we nearly, well actually, we nearly did make the quarterfinals. <laughs> and then on one of the nights, the night off, there you go, there's uh, the World Debating Championships stand up comedy competition. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I got up with <laughs> seven minutes of the jokes that I had kind of accumulated through right. doing debates. How'd it go? I think I finished second Sounds to a guy good. from Glasgow uh, who was brilliant. Right. I don't did remember. he go on to do... Andy something? Right. No, he didn't, but he won the contest. Like, he won the competition. Yeah, yeah. He was the world's debating champion. But, like, I was in the same debating club as Darrow Brain. Right. And so I guess, like, you know, he was gone. Hmm. But it was all working out for Darrow. And yeah. I guess that did kind of open your eyes to. He was the person that you were like... Uh huh. This is like there's somebody who's doing that as their career now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and date he's done a degree in UCD. Yeah, and he's been in charge of this yeah. debating club.
0: And do you see his career as a, as a career path that you'd be interested in? Hosting? Yes, I <laughs> model my own <entire laughs> life. Obviously not after so terrible would what you I do. like to host? Uh, what I mean is, would you like to host TV shows or is that something you thought I about? I don't know. Well, you I don't. don't
1: know? um... I just don't believe in talking about ambitions okay, because they're so fragile.
0: Yeah. You have them, but you like to keep them to yourself. Yeah. Like
1: I'll say right now, like, you know, Dara's path is Dara's path. Yeah, of course. I definitely have a different idea for me. Right. But uh, he's definitely, you know, an example that, like, you can do. Yeah. Smart good observational stand-up work yeah. really hard yeah. and you don't have to look like Russell Howard, <laughs> with all due respect to Dara, he doesn't look like Russell Howard he doesn't. Yeah. and you know he's not doing, uh, he's not doing Mrs bad. Brown's boys kind of, uh, with all due respect to Mrs Brown's boys, he's not going after this notion of BJ Acres, yeah. there's a bomb in me potato. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he, yeah, he he yeah. he massively sends that up. Yeah, to his benefit, and he's 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 a real inspiration to people. That was yeah. Like I had a two-hour chat with him on yeah. my show. Yeah, not a great. And it was a real eye-opener. And he's incredibly uh, giving, good guy. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, how he's not playing the O2 is beyond me. I don't. Yeah. Like you, he yeah. he plays very much the Hammersmith Apollo. Yeah. And that kind of, but he's not going. But he did say in that show that he just thinks that the intimacy is lost. Yeah, they're too big. Yeah. 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 But um, then if they were sold out for three nights, I think he'd do Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Might get over the intimacy. Yeah. Put right. yeah. up
0: <laughs> sort of some um, screens. <clears throat> I'm worried you have to go soon enough, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about creativity. Um, you're You're very prolific um worker um you've got the podcast obviously which you do weekly mm-hmm. Um you do a lot of gigging uh you've got the, the greeting cards yeah. um, and you've got a family you've got a you've got a fair bit going on um so basically what's what's your i suppose what's your structure do you have a do you have a routine do you get up at a certain time
1: what is my routine um my routine has changed like over and over yeah. again and again yeah as my life has changed yeah. When I first started comedy and I was first kind of left my day job, I was uh, down at the desk half eight and would just write for the day and then pick up my wife from work and go and have fun and then do a gig in the evening and probably bring her with me and go for pints right. afterwards. It was kind of a golden age. <laughs> we were just churning out material. That, and sounds pretty <laughs> that was a lovely, lovely yeah. time to be alive. And... Uh, then you just get more and more busy and yeah. you've got to try and figure out a better method um i would say right now um i still uh, uh, like uh, uh, like if you want a boring kind of outline of what it is
0: well uh, like I, I'm, I'm very like interested in creativity budget. basically and uh, i suppose it's it's nice to know how what people are like at their most creative
1: yeah man um, it's a struggle like it's right. the honest okay. answer like it's yeah. just constant struggle and I'm not ashamed to admit that having spoken to the people that I have that like it's it's not easy yeah it's not gonna be easy yeah and I just try and sometimes you've got to try and find the oil you got to drill yeah because people think that
0: you know creative people are creative they're lucky they get up and they do what they do but it's not. It's hard work. Uh, yeah, you have to you, work. like
1: you actually have to break the soil. Yeah. Uh, whereas sometimes there'll be a bolt of, from the blue, mm-hmm. but like the best place for ideas to come to you is at the canvas. Yeah. Uh, and you immediately get to pin them down and take them wherever they're gonna go. Whatever those ideas are. I mean, I've been working on a kids' book for a long time now. I've you know written screenplays and written. Uh, different bits for sitcoms, animated cartoons. And like you say, I will just try yeah. and do everything. Yeah. Like I've written ads. Uh, yeah. And really, it is just like a handful of darts. Yeah. You're not just slinging them wildly. You know, that's why yeah. that analogy doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I, I really... I just It's like the biggest source of stress in my life.
0: Yeah, it's but ultimately when something works, it must be one of the nicest feelings as well.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it is, it is. You're um, able to
0: step back and, and look at that, that it's canvas. It's never finished though, is it? Well, that's true. Yeah, only It's never finished.
1: I mean, at the moment, I have this bit about um, printer ink and, you know, it goes somewhere and it has an ending, but I'm not happy with the ending. <laughs> I have another bit about haircuts and five-pound barbers and... I just don't like the ending. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and it, it, you know, actually Dylan Warren was really helpful on this, that like, he gave me some really great advice about just not quitting. Yeah. And just not quitting. Yeah. So we have a habit of quitting on ideas. Yeah. Or going, ah, I Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, well, could, is there somewhere else? Yeah. He told me like one, of, like one, he was like, w- w- I would, go for an hour with one of those ideas like one of the ideas that we were discussing he was like I just go for, that's what would be the show right and you're like I, I rung him five minutes meagerly out of it but he he reckoned he could ring an hour from the same subject Wow! in that obviously for him it spreads out yeah yeah Like it just it just spreads right. out in front of him and the 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 confidence that you need to do that is is the key yeah you just yeah. gotta have the faith that you can yeah you can do that I mean I've really struggled with my confidence like really really do you find more really since, since the podcast um, since
0: the success of it
1: in a weird kind of way I'm more anxious about my stand up right uh, because you know it's, it's it's like people are coming to see stand up because of the podcast. Like when I ask are the people here, or listen, they they are there. That's good. But you worry that, you know, you gonna be the podcast guy? Yeah. You really wanna be the stand up guy. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, are they two different guys? Yeah. Can't you be a guy who does stand up as a podcast? You yeah, know. Of course. But people just want to pigeonhole you. That's that's your yeah, own that's fear. It. Yeah. But like fear just living with fear is not is the is the problem there yeah it's not I, the I labels
0: we all live with a certain amount of fear but it's about I suppose conquering it or, or just you know trying to live a happy life with with it I, I, I don't think there's any really way to have no fear at all I saw a great uh, what's TED your talk. fear then like what, well, what fear are, are you that living with that something won't work you know there's always fear like uh, we're all working very hard on things but, you know, what if it never, what if it never works? I'm after spending so much time in. Um, and all I can do is keep doing it. Well, when does that fear strike you? Um, I think I just kind of <laughs> ignore it a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, like, but I uh, think that's what it is. I think it's, it's conquering it. It's, it's just an episode like, of, in,
1: yeah, there is, there, like, there's an episode of Invisibilia. I don't know if you listen to that podcast. I don't. Uh, about this guy who um, saw City of God. Right. And during it, he suddenly had this image of, uh, uh, killing his wife and couldn't get the image out of his head just couldn't get it out of his head just kept thinking about it just kept thinking about it kill your wife kill your wife like you should listen to this episode of Invisibility it's it's incredible
0: yeah.
1: uh, he basically is the, the issue that he, it emerges that this guy has he's like freaking out he's retracting from society because he's having all these violent thoughts and the issue is that he was actually kind of obsessive compulsive in the same way as, uh, as somebody who has an obsessive compulsive problem with dirt couldn't handle the couple of crumbs that are on the floor of this office <laughs> It's just like I gotta pick up those crumbs before we finish this chat yeah. he couldn't deal with this this dirty thought right. in his head which we all have I mean mm. you've probably thought about punching me in the face several times during this <laughs> <laughs> we all have these thoughts but we just move by them Yeah, we all have those fears yeah yeah but if you are going to obsess over them, they, they you will start to think, you just, it will just swallow you like those yeah. things did that guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, It it's just, the, the, if I suppose if people are having fears about these things, what I did, <laughs> the best thing that you can possibly do is watch this TED Talk with Chris Hadfield, you know, Commander of the, the Astronaut. Yeah. What I learned from going blind in space. Uh-huh. It's yeah. amazing. 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 And uh, he just talks about, you kind of have to just do it. So if you're afraid of spiders, just walk through a hundred spider webs. Yeah, yeah. Just do it. Well, interestingly,
1: in that podcast, well, this guy winds up at a therapist who right. uh, has loads of knives. Okay. Helps people through this. Right. And eventually, he tries to build them up to the point where he can hold a knife to his throat. And not. Yeah. And realize you're not going to do it because you're not a bad person. You're not. You're not a guy who kills people. Yeah. But it, like, he's just you got to. You've got to face it. You got it. You've got to face those fears. Like, I heard Bradley Cooper talk about how Clint Eastwood told him recently, stop taking it so seriously. <laughs> 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 and honestly, before I go on stage now, I say that to myself. Stop fucking taking this so seriously. Right. Wow. Like Imagine Clint Eastwood saying it to you. Yeah. <laughs> in that voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it it's so a really, punk. it's a really powerful uh,
1: sentence. Yeah, Because yeah. if you Taking it seriously is de- living with that fear and allowing the fear to be the thing. Mm. But not taking it seriously and going, "This is a bit of crack." It's not got me on a website called Head Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is mad, isn't it? I'm in an office making a podcast <laughs> from my own website called Head Stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, seems like a, as good a place as any to end it. So thank you so much for coming on, being the first guest. No guys. worries. Really, really Best to look with that. I know Thank it's so going to be
1: a big success for you. Thank you very much. And I'll probably regret doing this as your podcast
0: overtakes mine. <laughs> <laughs> How did I do? Was it all right? Was brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. Right. Well, Thanks very much. Thanks, Al. So that was the very first uh, Headstuff podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in or whatever it is you have to do. Um i really appreciate you listening to that so go and rate us or subscribe or share or comment do whatever you can really i suppose to help us get it out there and um, it all helps and you can also follow us on twitter and facebook uh, if you type in stuff, you'll find us and if you're rating us go and give us five stars for effort i'd like to thank everyone who helped us uh, get this podcast up and running adam brennan here is the uh, adorable producer of the podcast so he did a great job Um, The ADK Music Group helped us out with uh, some equipment and knowledge which was really nice of them so thanks to Alvin Walker and everyone down there I'd like to thank Mikey for his wonderful design and Matt for just everything and Video Blue for the awesome team tune which I think we can all agree is the best podcast team tune ever Also, of course, mostly to Jared Regan for being the first guest on the Headstuff podcast I think he was great and really appreciate him coming on um, if you want to get in touch with us for anything if you want to suggest a guest or have a moan at us or if you want to give us money you can uh, get in touch with us at hello at headstuff.org so we'll be back uh, next week thank you very much for listening goodbye